we do love you. We say our affection, all of our devotion, we pour it out at your feet. Mm-hmm. Like Mary of Bethany pouring out that precious gift that prepared you for your burial. Where she had understanding of the season and the hour. And she took her costly jar, her costly perfume, her her most costly offering, and she offered it to you. She poured it out at your feet. Lord, here we are before you in this season of history, and we're asking for grace from the Holy Spirit to give you our all, to give you our most precious offering, our lives poured out at your feet. So we agree with Paul. We ask you to pour us out like a drink offering in this season yes. to bring you glory. We love you, Lord. And we just ask you for your leadership right now. Lead Mike and I as we open up the word a little bit. Lead uh, those that are watching, Lord. Open all of our hearts to what you are saying in this hour. Mm-hmm. We ask you for soft hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, to hear what you were saying in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Well, we're excited to be with you. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting as we're, as we're having these, these Wednesdays, they're, they're a little different than Sunday morning where, you know, Sunday morning there's a, there's a lot of, in a sense, preparation that goes in. And, uh, but this is just more of kind of a heart, preparation what the Lord's been stirring in our heart and mm-hmm. so before we came live here uh, we're just kind of talking through things and just seeing what the Lord is doing and how he's stirring our hearts and a lot of this is coming out of our uh, our Tuesday uh, staff meetings as well with our pastors and staff mm-hmm. and everyone in there and, and we're just the Lord is stirring our hearts and uh, and I feel like and we've talked about this, that, you know, two weeks ago um, when I spoke, I spoke on just that reset and rebuild. And then uh, Christy, she just, the message is, uh, open, open my eyes that I may see. It's, it's in Psalms. And, and uh, the Lord is beginning to open our eyes mm-hmm. in, a, in a new way. He's, he's setting our hearts and preparing our hearts for this new season. And mm-hmm. so, there, I'm excited uh, for where we're going. I'm excited for what the Lord is is about to take us into, and uh, I think we were actually. I'm just going to start it maybe in Joshua. Actually, I just feel um, the uh, <laughs> this wasn't the plan as we just talked, but but I just <laughs> sorry, Marcus. No, it's fine. I just feel I think I, we were in this, and uh, in Joshua, it's just this. There's a prep. There's a preparing right now as we're about to cross over uh, into the promised land and into a into the battle, into the battlefield where there's uh, there's much more, I guess, attack and things that can come against us as we step into the promised land. Uh, that's just that's evident by what you see with the Israelites when they when they crossed over. Uh, again, they. They had to fight 31 battles uh, right off the bat and, and take out 31 kingdoms. And then God kind of steps in and says, and he had them all the way. Yeah. Uh, but it was after the 31st battle that he goes to Joshua. Okay, Joshua, 
Like, I know you're getting old. You're getting tired. I'll take it from here. Uh, but there were 31 battles right after they cross over the Jordan. And so I think sometimes we go, we think about our promised land, and we think about, oh, it's going to be so good, and it's going to be peaceful. And, and it's actually not. But what it requires, it requires a greater dependence upon the Lord in these times. Mm-hmm. And it requires a greater trust. And we were talking about that. Um, we've, we've trusted in the Lord uh, but I think this, as we move into this season, man, it's we have to trust in the Lord like we've never trusted in Him. And when we see things that come up, like coronavirus, when we see these things in front of us and we go, I don't understand what's happening, and I don't understand why this is going on, we go, but God, I trust in you, and right. I put my hope in you. And then it's, then it's listening to Him and going, okay, God, where are you taking us and what are you doing and, and what's, what's your plan and your purpose in yeah. this time? And that right. we don't get caught up in the things of the world. We don't get caught up in the, in the pattern of this world, but we, we set our eyes on the Lord and keep our eyes and our focus on Him in these times. Right. Renew our minds. Yeah, in His plans, His ways, His purposes. Yeah, and I feel like the world, it tries to pull us out of that place of, meditating on what the Lord wants, His will, His ways. I mean, it's that, it's those weeds that want to come in and choke the church's fruitfulness in yeah. this season. It's the... And what's the number one? It's the cares, cares of the world. Cares of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, the deceitfulness of riches, the pride of life, those will get you too. But, I mean, right away, Jesus said, the cares of the world will pull you out yes. of being fruitful in this season. Isn't that crazy when you think about it? Because it's you look at the things in this world and you go, oh, I need to worry about these things. I need to care about these things. And that's the very thing that actually keeps us from being fruitful wow. in the kingdom. We weren't planning on that, sharing that. So we're just kind of like, wow, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I just, in this this thing stirring me, we've talked about it a little bit uh, in, in-house here. Um, but this, in Joshua, at the beginning of Joshua, uh, they're about to cross over. And the Lord's, there's two things I think we need to see here. One is that the Lord says, I will be with you wherever you go. So it's like, be strong and courageous. That strong and courageous is, is trusting in the Lord. Uh, it says, don't be terrified, don't be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, which means we trust in Him. Mm-hmm. We don't lean on our own understanding. We don't look at this situation. It is renewing our mind yeah. constantly. So, so that's the first thing is it, we have to, I think we have to like set that stake in our heart to go, God, you're with me wherever I go. Yeah. And, and I can be bold and courageous in knowing that, one, I got the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, and I can operate in a power and authority that doesn't come from the, the world. It actually comes from the kingdom. It's a supernatural power and authority that we walk in. Right. And so it's that understanding, and, and that's where we get our trust and holding fast to that. But then they have to step out. And, and God says this. He goes, in three days, you're stepping out and you're going over. So prepare, get ready, you're crossing over. Yeah. And... Uh, and this is where, so now kind of stepping into, I think, what, what we were planning to talk about here is that is when they stepped over, they actually went on into the mission that had been prepared for them, that mm-hmm. God had actually said, look, every place you set your foot, you're going to take territory, which requires that you go and you set your foot. And he goes, and I will be with you. 
And, and in Matthew, um, what's cool is you see that in, in Joshua, but in Matthew, it's the same thing. It's this, um, it's the Great Commission, right? It's the very end. And what does he say? He says these exact same words. He goes, and I will be with you always to the very end of the age right. when you go. But he says, go and make disciples of all nations. So, so this is, I, I feel like what we're talking about today is being on mission, understanding what we're actually called to and why we're here. And, I, and what we've begun to realize is that the church, as we call it the church, um, but it is the ecclesia, it's the people, we've, I think we've been misguided and, and, or we've misguided ourselves and, uh, and set things up thinking that we're actually going after the Lord when we're actually creating idols that we're worshiping in place of the Lord. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a scary place to be. Um, and this is where it's that reset, rebuild. We need to, we, we, we really, the Lord, I believe, is giving us an opportunity here uh, in this uh, shaking to go, what's really going on? And where have we been? And is this really what, where the Lord wants us? Or is there actually something that he's calling us to as the body of Christ, as the church? And I, I think we're, what we're seeing is, is church, as we've seen it in the past, may not be what we're actually called to. Um, and we talk about missions, and it's more of uh, we've, what we've done is we've carved it out and set it aside and said, well, you can, you can be part of missions if you want to be part of missions, but actually... The commission isn't for those that want to be a part of missions. The, mission, the commission is for everyone that says yes to Jesus. That's the commission, to go, make disciples. And, and then you see this in, uh, in Isaiah 58. You see it in Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, it's Jesus. He says, follow me, do what I, do what I did. And, uh, and what did he do? He, it's, it says the spirit, first of all, says the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. And so we don't do anything without having the spirit right. upon us and in us. And that's the first thing that we see in Acts. It's that wait, tarry, hold until in Jerusalem, until the spirit comes. But guess what? We don't have to wait and tarry. <laughs> we have the spirit. That's right. <laughs> the that's spirit's right. already in us. So sometimes we're like, well, we're just waiting yeah. on the Lord. Like, no, it's actually now time for us to go. Amen. Um, and then what happens after, what is right after that? It's, it's, so the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me so that I can preach the gospel, yeah. uh, so that I can set the captives free, so that I can, uh, uh, what is it? How did I, now I'm, yeah, set Isaiah the captives 61. Free. <laughs> open blind eyes. Yeah, open the blind eyes, bind up the broken heart. Right. Yeah, proclaim freedom for the captives. So, yeah. so this is the this is the stirring we're just feeling of, of what the Lord is actually leading us into. I think that's, for us to be kind of reawakened as a church, and I'm talking now as the rock, for us to be kind of reawakened in this season to, I love this language of being on mission. Mm. Like we don't take a break, we don't step back. But we are, if, when I wake up, I'm, I'm on mission. When I go to the grocery store, I'm on mission. When I'm with my family, we're on mission. It's not just Sunday morning? No, no, no. <laughs> it's not. And the Lord, loves, the Lord loves the gathering, 
but we're feeling that we've gotten good at the gathering. We want to start to get good at some of the other things, right? Yeah. Um, well, we've made the gathering the main thing. I was feeling something when Christy was preaching, and she she said something about us as a body. She said that um, she felt like the Lord had us as the tip of the spear, hmm. that we were this this forerunner people, and he wanted to shake things up. He wanted to do something a little different, and, and he's called us the tip of the spear, and we've had different prophetic words that call us that as well. When When she said that, I thought of this verse in Isaiah chapter 49, because Jesus was the ultimate tip of the spear or the tip of the arrow, as, uh, as it says in Isaiah 49. So I'm just going to begin Isaiah 49, verse 1. It says, Listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you nations. So the nations are called here to pay attention. The next verse says, The Lord called me from the womb. Now that's Jesus speaking of himself. The Father called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named me. And here's Jesus' purpose when he comes into the world. He made my mouth like a sharp sword, and in the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me like a polished arrow, and in his quiver he hid me away. And think of Jesus for 30 years being prepared by God. I mean, we had the Son of God in the earth, and he... He was spending time with his father. He was, he was growing in maturity. He was entering into our humanity. But no one, no one knew who he was. No one knew who he was. Yeah. 30 he years. was hidden. And, and then it says this of him. He said to me, again, this is Jesus speaking. The father said to Jesus, you are my servant in whom I will be glorified. And I feel... Uh, as Christy was saying that we are the tip of the spear, I feel like the Lord has hidden us and he's about to pull us out. And the reason he's about to pull us out into these new things, into uh, this mission that he's calling us to, is so that he could be glorified through us. God wants great glory in the front range. He wants great glory in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and Denver and Parker, no matter where you live. He wants his glory... And he's going to use us like he used his son. Now, it's interesting. We get to be a part of it. We get we, to be a part we of get it. To be, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Now, it's interesting. After that, the father speaking of his son in verse 6, and I love this. He says, it's too light a thing, Jesus, that you should be raised up for the tribes of Jacob only to bring back the tribes of Israel. I will also make you as a light for the nations Hmm. that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. And I just love that dialogue between the Father and the Son there. Like, the Father's like, Jesus, I want to put you on display not only in Israel, but in all the nations of the earth. But then Paul, in Acts 13, he takes up this language. He's, uh, He's with Barnabas. They are in the church in Antioch, Poseidon. And they're preaching the gospel, and the Jews, they're rejecting it. They're rejecting it in the synagogue. Now, there's many that weren't rejecting it. There's many that were being saved. But the leadership of the synagogue said, you're crazy. We don't want what you're preaching. And they say this of themselves. Um, 
And Paul, this is verse 46, and Paul and Barnabas spoke up boldly. It was necessary that the word of God be spoken first to you. Since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Now, what's interesting is that's what the Father says of Jesus in Isaiah 49. Jesus, I have made you as a light to the Gentiles that you would bring salvation to the ends of the earth. But Paul is stepping into, he's putting on Christ. He's going, okay, I'm obeying the Great Commission. Okay, I'm being about Jesus's business. And then he has the boldness to say that of himself. I, through the power of the Holy Spirit and the anointing and living our lives through Christ, we now are light to the Gentiles, to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. So we're the point of the spear. The Lord's about to take us out of his quiver. We're the point of that arrow. And he's about to use us to bring light to the nations. And the nations are our own backyard. The nations are the people around us. And again, like Mike, I'm excited to see what he's going to do in this season. We were talking about this earlier, and this just brought something up that uh, Chuck Pierce was here back on uh, December 1st of 2019. And uh, he spoke some things and one of them, he, he had two mantles. And when the second mantle was placed basically on the rock, um, this is what, <laughs> so tying into this kind of that hidden time mm-hmm. and then pulling the arrow out, just as with Jesus after the 30 years that we were feeling like, like the time of hiddenness has come to an end, and he's about to reveal himself through the church and through the rock as well. And we're, we get to be a part of what he's doing. We're only a part of it. Yeah. Uh, we are, we're not it, if we ever think we're there. No, we're not. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> but we get to be a part of it. Right. We're part of the body of Christ. And when he when he begins to move and we, when he begins to move in power, I want to be there to move in power. I yeah. want to have, like, when, when his spirit begins to move, I'm like, Lord, use me. Amen. I want to be a part. We were just talking about this. Uh, man, we want to see the dead raised. We yeah. want to see. There's a there's a scripture in in. Uh, let me just say this is in Luke uh, seven that Christie actually preached on, and it and it's so good. And we're talking about we want to see the kingdom of God. We want to like. We know there's more, and right. I, I hope. I hope we've, we're feeling that. I think I as a church... I hope this is not all that there is. <laughs> yeah, like this can't be it. Even on this earth right now, like there's so much more. If Jesus lived this life, uh, a, a life of the supernatural, can we not live this same life of the supernatural? And so I think part of this is, it's be, it's it, first of all, when the church begins to mobilize, I think we're going to see the power of God move in amazing and powerful ways that we've never seen before. It requires a church to go. It requires a church to actually step into the promised land. Then God begins to move. He doesn't move when his church is just is sitting back yeah. and not not doing what they're supposed to be on, doing. But On the wrong side of the Jordan. Right. <laughs> Especially when he says, go now. And I think now's, now's the time. But just this part in uh, Matthew 7 where it says, he, he says, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, and those who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. That's Guys, beautiful. this is the kingdom of God. And uh, whew, I was just going through this this morning um, and just talking to Marcus about it. The At the end of Luke, um, by the way, 
Luke wrote Luke and Luke wrote Acts. So it's kind of like you got Luke 1 and Luke 2. That's the second part. And it's really cool how they really, <laughs> how they tie together. Yeah. But the end of Luke, it just says, so he opens their minds. And how does he do it? He actually does it by the Spirit. It says the Spirit uh, reveals all truth in, uh, in John 16. And, and so it says that he opens their minds so that they could understand the Scriptures. And then it says this, um, says that he told them it is, it is written that Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance. So catch these things that are going to happen here. We have repentance and forgiveness of sins that will be preached in Jesus' name to all nations beginning mm. at Jerusalem. So here they are. It says it's going to start in Jerusalem and repentance and forgiveness of sins is going to be preached in his name, in Jesus' name, to all nations. Uh, and then it says this, it says, you're going to witness these things. You're going to be a witness of these things. And I am going to send uh, you what my father has promised. Critical piece of the puzzle here. Right. Uh, it requires the Holy Spirit to be sent, to be on the inside of us, to, to, to equip us with everything that we need, because we can't do this alone. Right. Uh, it's all about his, it's the supernatural inside of us that actually, uh, where we actually see the kingdom come. Yeah. Uh, but then it says, and then... Uh, but wait, stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. So this is that power that, that we're actually to operate in. And we don't have to wait. We have Now we have the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, the Holy Spirit has been sent, and, and that's clear throughout Scripture. You can see it. Um, but then, so now jump over to Acts 1, which is kind of the continuation of Luke 24 uh, by the same writer. And it says this. It says, so first it says, um, so you're going to tarry. It says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that the Father has promised, right? Which we just saw in, in Luke. And then it says, um, but you will receive power from the Holy Spirit uh, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And then here's the mission part. You're going to be my witnesses, first in Jerusalem, then in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of of the earth. So here we are. Now that's the, that's Jesus speaking. And then you go over to, to Acts 2. So what do they do? Thank God they listen to Jesus. Yes. Right? <laughs> like we were just talking about like none of this. This would I don't know who knows what would be in here if they, if they weren't actually obedient right. and doing what Jesus had asked them to do. So they wait in Jerusalem. They they they're spending time together. They're, it says that they're in one accord and they're they're praying together. And uh, you know they're in the scriptures. They're just seeking yeah. the Lord in this time. And all of a sudden, boom, Holy Spirit comes. But I want you to catch these words. So here it is. The Spirit comes. You got Peter begins to preach. And what does he say? Peter goes, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. The exact same thing that Luke had just uh, written in, in, uh, at the end of Luke 24. Um, so here it is again. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins. And then out of that, what happens is that day, we have 3,000 come into the kingdom. Right. So this is, this is the on mission that we're talking about. Mm. This is what we get to see when we operate in the Spirit. And look, Peter wasn't doing this out of his own, own ability. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him just as, as with Jesus. 
And then he begins to preach the gospel. 3,000 come into the kingdom. How'd you like to stand up and begin to preach? And in that moment, you have 3,000 people come into the kingdom. I believe that this is the time and this is the season where we're going to begin to see these sort of miracles, these sort of things where, where God is already stirring the hearts of people. The, the, the harvest is ripe. It's just the labors that he's looking for. He's looking for those that will say, yeah. here am I, send me. We're on a mission. Uh, there's a, let me just get this. We didn't know <laughs> when, we were, when we were putting this together. Christy and I were, uh, were working on this. We were working with uh, uh, Kelly Likas as well and trying to find a, uh, like a shirt. This, so this is our new kind of rock shirt here. Um, but on the back, what we wrote was on mission. And then it's love, serve. And mm -hmm. so it's, this is the, uh, sorry, <laughs> this right here, on mission, love, serve. What are we going to do? We're going to love with the love of Jesus, and we're going to serve the king. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's what we do. Um, it says, if you love me, you're going to obey my commands. Yeah. So we serve him. He is the king. He's not just our savior. He's also our king. And when we serve him, I believe this is where we're going to get to now see things operate in a new way where truly uh, with the Holy Spirit in us and now upon us with the baptisms of the Holy Spirit. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not a one-time thing. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, but there are times when the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord literally comes upon us. And mm -hmm. that's that Isaiah 60. It's a rise, shine, and the, the glory of the Lord will rise upon us. And there is a baptism. I believe it's like God says, I'll be with you wherever you go. And he's going to empower us to do the things that he's calling us to do. We're going to see the supernatural that I just read about in, uh, in Luke 7. Yeah. That's what, as Mike was saying, that I, I do feel that the Lord has made us ready for this in this season. He has filled us with his spirit. We have been taught the word of God. We know the man, Christ Jesus. We know who he is. And, and I just want to, like, as we open our mouths in this season, God is going to fill it with his words. Yes. He's going to give us his impressions. Be bold. As we lay our hands on the sick, they are going to recover. And, and when they don't, recover. It's actually a good thing. I was, uh, I encountered this a few weeks ago. Actually, Christy and I prayed for, uh, prayed for a man and who was just struggling, uh, with some, with some mental things. And, and we were praying over him and there wasn't a deliverance. There wasn't a, he did experience peace and he experienced the love of God. And, and he actually testified that when we prayed for him, he felt different. But, um, but I took that and even Christy mentioned this on, on Sunday, uh, and she took that as well. Uh, I took that back, and I just, I poured out my heart to the Lord, and I said, Lord, when I pray, I want to see mental illnesses uh, healed yeah. in a moment. I, I, I want to grow in the healing anointing. I want to grow in my faith. I want to grow in my authority. And the fact that, that, I, that I stepped out and I, and I did what I was called to do, and the Lord did move, and I was grateful for it. But I was able to bring back that burden to the Lord of, I want to see more. I want more authority in this season. That's actually a good thing for us to encounter, encounter our, I would say, maybe like our barrenness, encounter our lack of authority in some ways. 
so that we can kind of take that back to the prayer meeting, take that back to the worship service and say, yeah. Lord, I'm grateful for what you're doing, but I want to see more. So good. And it, and it should drive us into this. Yeah. This is kind of the manual, yes. right? And you go, okay, yeah. God, by your spirit, lead me. What do I need to know and what do I need to get that understanding that I would walk in a greater authority in those areas? And as, that's as that Jesus humility. Did. It's that humility. We come yeah. back to the Lord. We say, we don't have it all figured out. Lord, lead us. Lord, speak to us. Lord, guide us. Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I think the thing to realize, just like Christy and Marcus were praying there, do you regret praying? Not at all. Right? Uh, here's the thing. I, I look back and not one time in my life, not once, where I stepped out and it was a little crazy, a little fearful, and I didn't know quite what to do. I didn't quite know how to pray or how to respond. But when I did step out, yeah. man, I, and, and it wasn't always the way, it didn't work out the way I thought it would all the time. And most of the time it actually worked out better, but maybe like they didn't get healed in that moment, but something happened later. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that was even better. Yeah. Like, oh, God, God really did know what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> he does know better than I do. Sometimes we just, we have the preconceived notion of, well, if I do it, God, if I step out, then you have to do it this way. And he goes, no, you just step out. Let me do what I need to do the way I need to do it. We're not the healers. He's the healer. We're just his witnesses. We're the ones that say, look to him, Mm -hmm. look up to him. But I'm telling you, I have never once regretted stepping out. What I have regretted is the hundreds and hundreds of times that I didn't step out, where I felt almost that grieving of the spirit and that like, oh, that person actually needed to hear about the love of Jesus and I was so caught up in myself or fearful or whatever it was or busy or that I actually missed an opportunity to just touch somebody's life in an amazing way and see God operate in an amazing way. I just, I want to pray that we don't, we don't miss these opportunities. And let me just, uh, I want to share this. I don't think I actually shared it, did I? The, <laughs> I, meant, I meant to share this, this word, this mantle. Oh, I think you were about to. I was about to, and then I, I went off. So, so let me go back to this real quick. So that you want, I want you to hear these words. So just as Marcus was talking about, like there's the time of the hidden, and then there's the time of coming forth. Yeah. And, uh, and Chuck Pierce said this on December 1st as he dropped the second mantle. He said, for the Lord says, many changes are going to accelerate even over the next three to four months. Mm-hmm. There will be a great acceleration of changes, and this is what we're seeing in the church right now. Uh, It says, but we decree that the church will stay hidden in the change. And then it says, and it will know when it's time for its voice to come out. Mm. So here it is. I think we're feeling that that arrow come out, that that tip of the spear, like it's now we're going into motion here. The, the, it's beginning to move. And, uh, and then it says this, it will connect, and that being the ecclesia, the yeah. people, uh, the church, but the church is his people. Yeah. So it will connect in ways it has never connected before. It will advance in ways it has never advanced before, and it will cause a new move and a new prototype. I believe we're stepping into something where the Lord is actually resetting his people, resetting his church, and, and this time <laughs> he's doing it his way. 
Uh, we've kind of gone our way, and he's going, no, I'm actually mobilizing my church in this season. There's a, there's a raising up, there's an empowering and an equipping, and, but the main thing is the mobilizing, that now the church becomes the church. And instead of the, the demobilization of the church, which is really sit in, in chairs, get comfortable chairs, and listen to somebody speak and call that church, yeah. And it's like, no, the church is actually meant to mobilize and become the church. So I hope this begins to stir us up that, okay, I'm actually called to do something. I'm called. There's something that the Lord is stirring in your heart right now. And as the head, as the leadership of the church, we're not supposed to be over that and, and suppress that and push that down and say, no, you need to do it under our terms and the way we, what we do is we're called to come underneath you. Yeah. We're called to serve you. We're called to wash your feet and, and say, how can we help you to become a mobilized people that actually impact the kingdom on mission by loving and by serving? Amen. Let's just uh, go to prayer here as we close. I'm going to pray out of uh, Acts chapter 4. Just that this these were... Peter and John, they were coming back to uh, the assembly of believers, and they were praying for boldness. They were praying for signs and wonders and for boldness to preach the gospel. Mm, I just felt that as, as, as we were talking about the, the hundreds of times, I, and I've missed it hundreds of times as well when I, when I didn't step out, when I didn't um, uh, obey the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And so we're just going to pray into that, that God would uh, give us boldness in this season to follow his voice and his leadings. It says this, And now, Lord, this is verse 29 of Acts 4, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. It says, and when they had prayed this, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Lord, we come before you yes. this evening. Lord, there are threats against your gospel. There are sp spiritual threats. There are physical threats. There are threats in the world. Lord, we say, look upon those threats and in response to those threats, grant to your servants, grant to us the ability to speak your word with all boldness by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Fill our minds with your word. Fill our mouths with your word. And let us be those ambassadors that speak on your behalf. And Lord, we ask you that as we do this, we thank you for the promise that you go with us, that you are with us in the going. So we say, stretch out your hand to heal. Lord, we ask you for the healing anointings to increase in this season. We ask you for signs and wonders to be performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus, to confirm that he is God, that he is the Holy One that was sent, and that through him all men might be saved. Lord, we speak to that all nations uh, part of the Great Commission, and we say 
Would you bring in the nations around us? Would you bring in the people around us into your kingdom in this season with power and with signs and with wonders? Fill us with your Holy Spirit that we would continue and increase in speaking the word of God with all boldness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So good. Go ahead. Yeah, I just... (laughs) I would just ask you that in this time, it's the just continue to ask those questions. The, the what if, what if there's something new? What if God's actually leading us into these new things? And what does that mean for each of us individually? What does that mean for you? And and begin to ask the Lord as we're as we're each called to be on mission. Uh, it doesn't have to be the same thing. We're like the same, we're, no, we're all going to hit this people group right here. Uh, I think this is where we're, we're some are over here, some are going to be over here, some are here, and we're all hitting these different areas, whatever the Lord's been stirring in your heart. But I just would ask you, just in these next few days, just ask the Lord to stir up your heart in a deeper way and reveal what it is that you're created for. There is a purpose, there is a plan, and 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 I can tell you that when you begin to get a hold of it and then begin to move out in it, uh, the adventure begins and the excitement and the joy. Uh, and it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but boy, it's what you were created for. Mm-hmm. Boy, girl, <laughs> it's, what you, it's what we were created for. So let's ask him, let's ask the creator what we we're created for and begin to understand the passion that the Lord has put in your heart and be, mm-hmm. and write this out. And, and I want to hear from you. Marcus wants to hear from you. Yeah. We feel like this is a time, it's almost like understanding what these passions are, what these things are, and beginning to kind of yeah. put these people together like, oh, they have the same passion as this, as these people. And now we need to connect them so that they can actually operate together in this arena for the kingdom. Yeah. So... Uh, I'll just encourage you in that. These are, we can talk about the seven mountains. We can talk about these different things at a later time. But, um, but the Lord is going to show you exactly what you're called to in this next season. Amen. So, but you are called. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank we you for you. joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. God bless you. Have a great night.